saying to us. So this scripture is telling us, in the first part, okay, every scripture is like music. It has an A and B selection. You ever heard that A and B selection in Old Baptist Church? They give you an A and a B selection. They sing the first song, they sing the second song. Okay, sometimes they do the C selection. It just lasts all service. Okay? But the A part. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. That's part A. Part B. And into his courts with praise. Some of you have missed that already. It says enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Thanksgiving is worship. To be thankful is to worship. You ever have somebody give you something? What do you say? Thank you. And into his courts with praise. That means lifting your hands and worshiping him and praising him. Lord, you're good. Your mercy endures forever. You're worthy of all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. Be thankful to him. Lord, we thank you for everything that you've done for us and for our family and for the people all around this world whose life you touch. And bless his name. Lord, your good and your mercy endures forever. This is a command from God to be thankful. Thankful means pleased, relieved, express gratitude and relief. Such as an earnest and a thankful prayer. God delivered me from this and I'm so grateful. God spared my life and I'm so grateful. God blessed us with this new home, this new car, this new job. And I'm so grateful. An earnest and thankful prayer. Thank you. Thankful that the battle is over. Thank you that that son and daughter came home. Thankful for people being saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. Thankful for what God has done for people all around the world. Thankful. Number one, acknowledge. The first thing is to acknowledge who did it. Just like the scripture here acknowledges whose gates and who court it belongs to. And then it does another thing. It tells us how to enter. So how do we enter an atmosphere of worship with thanksgiving and praise? And what are we are to do? We are to worship him and bless his name. That's how we are required by God to do that. By scripture. How many of us are spending time in worship at home? individual time just you and God no distractions no people around just intimacy with you and God that's relationship there's no relationship without communication without gratitude without affection without an expression of gratitude you ever try to have a relationship with someone and you're constantly giving and giving and giving and doing and doing and doing. They never turn around and say, thank you. 
They never want to spend quality time with you, except for when they come over to get something. You ever have somebody that you just want to be friends with, want to have a cool relationship with, and you're always reaching out to them and reaching out. The only time they respond is when they need something. And then they stay 10 minutes, five minutes at your house just to get what they need. They need a little bit of money this month or next month or whatever. And then if you can't give it to them or you don't give it to them, you say, well, you know what? Let me just run a test. Because I'm always saying yes. Let me just say no this time just to see how this person responds. And they get mad at you. Because they don't get their way. But they don't ever want to communicate with you. They get sick, you come over, you take them food, you see about them, you help them out around the house, and they could have a cold. You catch the flu, they ain't nowhere in town. Is that a relationship or a usership? Usership. That's a usership. That's not a relationship. How do we do God like that? He created the heaven and the earth. These are his courts. These are his gates. But we can't praise and thank him. It's his courts and, and gates, his gates, his praise. But we can't thank him. I got something to do. Huh. I'll be back when they cut when they start the prayer line. When the prayer line start, then I, then I come in. What time the prayer line start? Because I need this promotion on this job right quick. Uh-huh. That one big time. What time the prayer line start? I'm, I'm, I'm looking for my wife. I believe all five of these women could possibly be it. That's true. All five of them. God is not the author of confusion. Uh -huh. <laughs> that is your flesh. He did not send you five. He sent you one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and not one right after the other. Because hmm. that's a different story. Amen. But we have to come to God. Acknowledging, number one, we didn't have to have the opportunity to praise him. He could have left us where we were in sin. Hellbound with no hope and no future. But that wasn't God's predestined plan. That wasn't his sovereign plan. And the love that God has for us compelled him. It compelled him to sacrifice his son for us. That was his love. So how much more our gratitude, our thankfulness, our relief should compel us to praise and worship him. We shouldn't even have to be commanded to do it. You take a small child, an infancy, an infant, not even a small child, an infant. They know who their mother and father are. They definitely know their mother. It may take them a minute to figure out their father. 
But it's impossible to carry that child and that child not know you. That child can distinguish between a stranger and their mother. The Bible says that we know his voice and a stranger we shall not follow. It says, my sheep know my voice and a stranger they shall not follow. They shall not follow because they know who their creator, their God, their father is. So it's impossible for a child of God to not do exactly what an infant would do when they see their mother. Even in their crib, even when they're fresh out the womb, what do they do? The doctors wipe the baby off, clear the throat, tie off the umbilical cord, and the first thing they do is they put that baby right on the chest of the mother. And that baby does what? Stops crying. Because that child, that infant, knows his or her mother. She carried him. It's an instant reaction. Nobody has to tell that infant who his mother is, who her mother is. They know instantly because they've been carried in that womb. They've been birthed out from the mother's womb. Now, you take that in the spirit realm. Spiritually, we know there's only one God. He's the only one that saved us. He's the only one that created us. He's the only one that delivered us. And he's the only one that can. So if we are a child of God, it's impossible for us to say, well, I didn't know. You know who your father is. You know who your God is. You know who your creator is. You know who your redeemer is. You know who your keeper is. You know who your sustainer is, your protector, your provider, your banner, your righteousness, your healer. Your sanctifier. You know who he is. Let me tell you who he is. Because it's important. If we're going to praise him, let me tell you who he is. If we're going to obey the command of God, let me tell you who he is. Let me tell you who he is. If we are to obey the command of God. He's Jehovah Jireh. Anybody know who that is? He's Jehovah Nisi. You ever heard of that? Jehovah Mikadish. Jehovah Rohi. Jehovah Shammah. Some of these words might be too big, but I can't pronounce that word. What is Mikadish? How you even smell Mikadish? I don't know what that is. You know, he's your righteousness. You know, he's your banner. You know he's your redeemer. You know he's your healer. You know he's your savior and Lord. You know those things. You know who he is. 
And so it's impossible if you know who he is and you recognize who he is. It's impossible to say you have a relationship with him. See, just like an infant, you lay that infant down in that crib if you want to. Lay that baby down in the crib if you feel like it. Until that baby gets mature enough to lay in that, that crib by him or herself for a good little while and actually sleep, what are you going to hear in about five, six seconds? What? You're going to hear some noise. You're going to have to rock that baby. 